2: It is a Tuesday on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Jason in today. G. Bush is back today. How you doing, guys? What's up? Fantastic. You doing good? Fantastic. A little yeah. tired. Stayed up late. Watched yeah. the game. Woke up. Jake
0: Crawford. Woke up. Jay Crawford. Up Jay Crawford. And his entire
3: family. <laughs> Whole situation got yeah, woke up. Got a little. Things got a little tenuous. Well, last I mean, right on the gonna, now we
0: gotta say. Yeah. Why. yeah. I mean, Tyvis lost his damn mind last night. <laughs> what? And said. Oh, I thought he lost it about a year ago. Well, I mean. Hey, Ty Tyus starts up on our group chat last yeah. night. As soon as the game ends, as soon as the buzzer goes off, yeah. well, LeBron's been swept three times. Giannis <laughs> would never be swept three times. To- Giannis has been home for two weeks because he didn't get out of the first round.
3: By, three and a half weeks, Giannis. By the way. The
2: and, and the LeBron got swept by the team that was the number one seed. Now, I know we all downplayed them because they hadn't done anything in the playoffs, but in the end, they were the, the number, number one, one seed. seed. And Giannis lost in five games. Congratulations. To like That matters the AC. to the 18 who's also,
1: going to the finals. Also, but, yeah. the one game they won, Giannis didn't play.
2: That's true. So, he didn't even do anything. So, he was swept. Giannis
1: so theoretically was swept. That's a great point.
0: Tyves I didn't think is, about that.
2: By the way, Ty uh, you know, so these guys were going, I was sleeping. I Me was too. out. Or I didn't even watch the, the game last night. night. I'm not going to lie. But, uh. This morning, I get up, and I, 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 I thought it was obvious that I was being sarcastic when I said, oh, we got we got to take LeBron and MJ off Mount Rushmore, and I, and I poked fun at both Tyvus and Earl by saying, we replaced him with Donovan Mitchell and, and Giannis. <laughs> right. And either nobody cared about what I said, which is fine,
3: or I think Typhus didn't even realize I was being sarcastic. Right. Like, he was like, yeah. Because he responded like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to do. <laughs> I think – I'm glad you addressed that, Bull. Like, that was a really – We got to get him on yeah. there.
0: Jay left the chat at 1130 last yeah. night. I was like, oh, I guess he Jay was out not watch the game. So, I texted him this morning yeah. on my way, and I'm like, I'm really sorry about last yeah. night. He goes, oh, it's no problem. Normally, he <laughs> shuts his phone off or shuts the ringer off, but he had it on last yeah, night. Yeah, because Jay does, is
3: not often involved in these group chats.
0: Uh, no, that's he chimes, He
3: chimes in. No, no. A, 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 actually, actually he's heavily involved yes. in, in pitch to pitch on every guardians with, game. with baseball. Yes. Yes. And with the Browns, but when the, with the, with the basketball conversations, he's less yeah, active. He, he, in jump, he jumps in, you know, from now and then when but, you two angry old men
0: start screaming back and forth. Oh, football, yeah. Yeah. That's when I mute. them. Well, third. he and I haven't done that in a while. I feel it's like we haven't had one of those debates It's only right. a Browns
3: game. You but guys uh, yeah, it. Jay just left our chat. <laughs> Hey, hey remember, remember we used to have Instant Messenger? A.O. Yeah. Instant Messenger, where, where they used to have that door closing sound. when somebody Oh, yeah. Log off. <laughs> on, that was Jay. Yeah, he was out of the
2: room. <laughs>
3: like, he was You'd be in college, like, typing to a girl, hey, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they see you on there, let me get away. On today's show, the great voice of the
2: Guardians, Tom Hamilton. Uh, and one of the things, one of the many things I love about Tom Hamilton is that unlike most home team announcers – he gives you some energy when the other team makes a good play yeah and he also is not afraid to say yeah that bad call went in our favor yeah oh and he'll uh, go
0: after guys too. oh yeah on i the, mean
2: on the guardians he'll go after absolutely guys. at uh, way too often the home team announcers if it's a bad ball or strike in favor of your team yeah they don't call. say anything good call if it's against your team
3: oh my god how'd they miss that pitch he, he doesn't he when well, he calls the game he's not like a cheerleader like he's like, no. Well, he, I mean, it's clear he wants he the wants guardians to win. win. Yes, to win. but he doesn't but have not, open palm poms waving. I know
2: which I like. I like that. He calls it that way. And cause cause uh, I was driving home last night from my son's baseball uh, um, practice. And so I'm listening to the end of the game on the radio and he called and I guess Romy Gonzalez made a great play. It was at the night on uh, the bottom of the eighth. I never actually saw the play because I wasn't on the radio. But he, he went nuts. He was like, this is one of the greatest plays you'll ever see. And yeah. I'm like, my God, wow. Yeah. Man.
0: I was at the game last night. I was yeah. writing a column on how yeah. they've been let down by their two free agent signings. Yeah. And you can trace a lot of the offensive struggles back to Zanino and Bell. Yeah. Three quarters of the way through this column, typing away, eighth inning, seventh, what, seventh, eight, whatever yeah. it was, Fifth Zanino. Boom. And by the way, they <laughs> should right. still cut his ass. But I, I have <laughs> watched the ball leave the park. Closed my laptop with one finger. Told Zach, "This one's gonna wait a couple days." Yeah. And left.
2: Yeah, not great timing. <laughs> not for, great for timing for that article. On my part. I mean, that was his first extra base hit like a month, yeah, maybe it's, more. It's been bad. So we'll get to that. Um, your old high school teammate,
3: who is now the coach of your high school team, yeah, yeah,
2: is joining us as well today.
3: Yeah, uh, Antonio Hall. He uh, he's the coach of Camp McKinley. I think he's been there four years. I played ball with him. I grew up with him. It's real funny. Like, you know, when you're a big kid in the city. Like you live on one side of town. He live on. I used to live on the northeast side of town. Yeah, Um, he used to be on the northwest side of town. And there was always this myth about this other kid that was just as tall as you like. I've been this size since like, oh, 12. Yeah. And he's been his size since like 12. So they're like, hey, there's another kid on the other side of town. (laughs) That's bigger than you. He's mm-hmm. gonna p- drop forty on you. We first started. We met each other first playing baseball, and then we we played basketball with each other. And then eventually went to same high school. So, yeah, no, a uh, really good friend. Know all his family, all his people. Yeah. He just got the uh, high school, uh, high, the National High School Hall of Fame. Um, they have kind of started this thing, and it's going to be in Canton, Ohio. So he was able um, to partner with another couple other other people. Um, and so this is the inaugural class. So it's a really big yeah. names on there. The Mannings, Marcus Dupree had a 30 for 30. Um, a lot of different people. Mike Doss, um, went into it from McKinley. Bernie Kozar went into it. So we, it was just a press conference, letting people know what yeah. it is. And, uh, and
2: that's where you were yesterday. Yeah, yep. And you spoke to Bernie and, yep. Yep. and,
3: uh, who else did you speak to? Uh, Mike Doss was and there. Mike spoke Doss. To, spoke and Mike. to Bernie as well. So about we,
2: Jim Brown. We'll get to yep. that later. We'll get to the NBA finals later. We're going to get to the, uh, actually to the Browns and some, uh, offensive projections from fantasy guru Mike Clay. But first, we got to get to the best
1: bet there, Mikey. It is. You won yesterday, Bull. And if you want to ride with Bull again, you should do it with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook because right now is the perfect time to join Bet Rivers Sportsbook. When you use deposit code SPORTS, you receive a second chance bet up to $500. You can get on all the action with weekly specials on your favorite sports like basketball and hockey to help you win big. Check them out at BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. For the latest lines, odds, so last, and
2: boosts. Last week was my first bad week with baseball. I did not do great last week, but we start off this week well with the win yesterday. What is my baseball record on the season, Mike? Thirty and nineteen. Thirty and nineteen. So I'm still over two thirds, or over sixty percent win percentage. All right. I didn't like any of the games in terms of win loss today. So I'm going with an over under Cardinals and Reds tonight. You got two pitchers going in this game who are have been awful, including Adam Wainwright, who's done. This is his last year in the big leagues. He's been awful since coming off the injured list. Um, Jordan Blanco, who's starting for the Reds tonight, I can't think of it off the top Graham of my head. Graham Ashcraft. Yeah, he's been terrible too. Asscraft?
1: Ashcraft? Ashcraft. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or Ashcraft, you want He's been pitching like ass, so. Uh,
0: I honestly didn't know Adam Wainwright was still pitching.
2: I yeah, didn't know. He wow. Was not, well, and he was hurt to start the season. Well, they thought he was going to retire last year. He decided to come. He should have retired. Yeah. He's looked awful. Now, he did miss uh, the first four or five weeks of the season, so maybe he just got around the form. I thought they was going to give him that Udonis has some contract for the Cardinals. Ex- they might. Just you play yeah. for the card forever. play forever. That's it. But he's been terrible. The Cardinals offensively, at last couple of weeks, have gotten hot, and so have the Reds offensively. So I look at this as a big, high-scoring game, maybe an 8-7 final, so over 10 for the fifth, for a ton of runs tonight. So there you go. One other thing on baseball, you mentioned Zunino's home run. Um... The, the one positive here, you know, besides the fact that the division's so bad that the Guardians stay in there, even with the Zanino home run, I think Bo Naylor needs to be here. Jason, do you agree, and do you and, and do you think he will be soon? I, think, I know he was here for the doubleheader on right, Sunday. yeah. Or in New York. Yeah, I
0: think he will. I think he'll be here. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the date, but by July, I think he'll be here. Yeah, it's it's Zanino's it's got nothing left. He's right. got – He's a parking cone behind the plate, that's right. <laughs> and that's that's the real right. Right, problem. you got that. You got to move on, with you need young blood. <laughs> you got to get keep some. You got to get something from one side or the other, right? Either behind keep, the plate or at the plate. And you get and you cut him if if that's what you oh, do. Oh yeah, you keep Gallagher because he's a backup catcher. He's and, here because he's making six million dollars. That's Yeah, why he's still right. Here. But that, that,
2: if he was on a two million dollar deal, he would either be. Yeah, on from it's time right to go. I mean, unless he gets, I, I understand if he gets red hot, they may change their mind, but. Naylor's a top prospect. He's kicking ass in the minors. It's time for him to, to get a shot. And it's
0: not even like Zanino's had bad luck. If you look at the metrics, he's, yeah, he's, he's awful. He's not hitting the ball. Hard. No,
2: not at all. But and not uh, just oh, um, oh my God, Hunter Gaddis who pitched last night. Yeah. he did a great job. Yeah, he did. He did he, a fine. I still
0: like his next start to be in
2: Columbus and all the ones that follow. Agreed in Columbus. Agreed. But for one night, he did <laughs> but a for good one job. Night, he was fine. And Logan Allen will pitch today. All right, more on that later, Mike. Let's go to you. To talk about another Mike Mike Clay who, are, who who's with uh, ESPN. He's a fantasy football guy, but but he's a really good fantasy football guy who every year, like a lot of football, fantasy football guys, projects the statistics of
1: players. Yes. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: He uses it for fantasy. We're going to use it for something else.
1: Yeah, we're just going to look at it in the terms of, are these realistic or unrealistic? Not do you think it's higher or lower, but could you see this happening? Or if you think it's way off, whether it's right. too high or whether it's too low, you're gonna get yep. a sad face. we'll go happy face, sad face. Mm-hmm. And just a reminder to the people out there, this is not Mike Lucas's projections. These are Mike Clay's. If you don't No offense, me,
2: but Mike Clay's more likely to make accurate projections facts. than you. And just yeah. to prove
1: it, Steve take tag word full real quick. We'll tweet it out. Here's the actual list of all the projections. He did it for the defense, which we'll do Mm -hmm, later in the week. mm -hmm. You can't see it. That's intentional. We made it much bigger, so you can see him on these graphics, Steve. You can drop it. But these are from Mike Clay of ESPN, not me.
2: Are you all ready? Now, there he referenced the defense. We're only doing offense today. We're going to do defense Thursday? I believe Thursday, yes. Okay, good. Because I'll be be. back Thursday. We also have
1: keep cut trade on Thursday. So What's that? We're doing keep cut trade Thursday. Too. Oh, good. So Thursday oh, great. More people can hate me.
0: It'll be oh. the same three of us oh. on Thursday. Which is so. why I'm
1: saving defense. Oh, for that okay, game. good. We're we'll so getting tore up. We're oh. going to start with the quarterback position. Yes. There are six, one, two, three, four, five, six stats on this graphic. Steve, I need one, one, seven in the box. And when you take it, tell me if you think this is a realistic projection for one to do- this. Oh boy. Right there, one seven. I keep saying one one seven. Deshaun Watson. I need that in the box. Get your numbers and correct. You can will take you? it. Deshaun Watson for the upcoming twenty twenty three season. Sixty five percent completion percentage, three thousand seven hundred twenty seven yards, twenty six touchdowns, eleven touchdowns, nearly five hundred yards on the ground, and four rushing touchdowns.
2: Now th- are we're we not taking... answering whether we like it or not. We're answering whether we
3: think those stats are within a window of reality. Okay. So That's which one? Are we saying total? Are we going individually by passing No, I'd yards? say as a group. I mean, if you think yeah, one- if
1: this is in totality yeah. realistic, give me a happy face. I would think
3: if
2: one is way off and the other five are pretty good, I'd go with I'd the go happy with face. That. So I'm I'm, I'm going to go with the
3: happy face.
1: Yeah, G. Bush disagrees. G. Too yeah. high, too low. What this, do you think? man,
3: listen, this these ain't no playoff numbers. These is Baker 2020 numbers. Oh, you little three thousand seven hundred yards.
0: It just. For reference, the Browns went to the playoffs with Baker. Oh, well, um,
3: <laughs> playoff <numbers. laughs> I, I mean, the Baker playoff numbers is different. If they them Baker playoff numbers now would not get them to the playoffs. I don't think the t- AFC, AFC is, is, better, is Much better. And it's one more game. And, and, and it's one more. So uh, here's the problem I got with it. I ain't got no problem with the 487 on the ground. The four rushing t- touchdowns. Okay. I want anywhere nine, I'll take nine to, from 11, nine to 11 interceptions. I'm, I'm, it sounds like I'm just bigger up in this because now I'm three Now you're else. agreeing with it. Nine, nine to 11 is them touchdowns. No, them, them, them got to be at least 36, 37 and 3,700 is way too low. 3,700 is like what? 220 yards a game.
2: Yeah. I, 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 think the yardage is a lot lower, is not a lot lower, uh, it, The yardage is lower than my bottom expectation. Yes. The rest of the numbers are... I mean, the rushing stuff is fine. The interceptions are reasonable. I think the completion percentage will be around there. I I think the touchdowns are are on the lower end of what I think he might do, but I would put it still in there. I think 35 and 36 touchdowns is too much to ask. I'm expecting like 30, 31 touchdowns, maybe 32. I do think he's going to throw for over 4,000 yards, so I think that's that's low. I, I... that would be disappointing if he only threw for 3,700 yards. I could live with the rest of those numbers uh, if, if he had another 400, 500 yards. Now I we want we want more than that, but there you go. Remember also, as much as we expect for him, I think he'll get better as the season
3: goes. So maybe you're only I don't know. We'll see. I, only, I, only, I think
2: it's within reason. No I
3: only like I only I only have a problem with 3,726 touchdowns. That be, because if I just close my eyes, I think Baker, his rookie year, had, what, 3,400?
0: Yeah. We just talked about this the other day, but I don't yeah. remember now yeah. what we said. He had
3: 34 touchdowns, I think 27 or 28 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and he didn't even start the first few games. In the end, compared to how he played last
2: year, this would be very good compared to that but it's not it's not as good as you'd like you know you'd ultimately like it to be. Jason, how do you feel about it? I'm kind of in agreement with you. I
0: think 38 to 4000 somewhere in there is sort of the baseline and 30-ish touchdowns yeah. probably, but that's close enough for me to agree with it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to go any lower than 65%. There's quarterbacks throwing complete 70% now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, and 60- for the record, Mike Clay projects the Browns in this statistical projection 9.7 wins right in the cusp of the playoff. They're yeah,
2: like I mean, that's right. Do, we all so we were all picked 9 if, or 10 if, the other day, if mostly.
3: If you, if you look at those numbers, that's not three first-round draft picks. That's not playoffs. And that's not a top-10 quarterback. Well, I, I, I think it would be... At, I do
2: think that would be back-end top-10 quarterback. I think it would be somewhere between 8 and 12. And I think you could... I think with those numbers, you know, if the defense is a lot better and they're still running the ball well, yes, I think they could be the six or seven seed in the it, playoffs. It's not division winning. You're no, not winning the division no, with no, those stats. No. no. And but could you be the six or seven Could you be a wild card with those stats if the rest yes. of the team if, is good? If yes. yes. If, you
3: tell me Chubb, if you tell me Chubb has
1: 1,600 yards. Well, we're going to Chubb next. you want to see what he, he see has what, for Chubb? Look, we'll see what he's got for You, Chubb. See, you
3: see
2: that? You I see bet that? he's got him over 1,400. Uh, you see that? No, he
1: does not. He has Nick Chubb, 263 carries. 1247 rushing yards, 9 touchdowns, 30 receptions, 272 reception yards and one touchdown in the air. Thoughts.
2: So basically he's got 5000 yards between Watson and Chubb.
1: Essentially on the dot, yeah.
2: 5000 basically. I mean and we I do have
1: you... Jerome Ford in here next just a heads up. Yeah, but I
2: Right. Okay. So that'll be some in terms of his rushing yards. I'm guessing it's not that much, but
3: what did he do last year? I've I looked
0: it up 1525 last year,
3: 15, you know, 20. when he didn't
0: get the ball enough. He had
3: 1500. <laughs> <birds laughs> oh, oh, you see, you like exactly that enough. one in there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah you go. How many touchdowns and he had 12. how many
3: 12, he on had the 12 touchdowns,
2: 12 yeah. on the ground. Yeah. And
3: he's got him with 10 touchdowns total. Given what he said, given what he said, Deshaun Watson had, yeah, this has to be higher. I mean, I think it's it's reasonable
2: on its own because I'm going to judge it on its own. So you judging these? Own, I'm judging own that. Yeah, view. I'm judging on its own. I think it's reasonable. I think the the I think the rushing yards and the touchdowns are a little on. I would say on the low end of my expectations for Chubb, but they're within reason. Jason,
0: I think his touchdowns might be higher than nine.
2: Yeah. But I
0: think uh,
2: rushing But it's not crazy to think he would finish the year with 10 total touchdowns. That's not crazy. No, but they're I expect a few more, but. They're going to throw it more than they run it. Yeah. So, I do think his
0: yards are going to take a dip over what he was last year when he didn't get the ball enough. We're really going to hear about that this year. Oh, Oh, we are going to go crazy. Well, not if they're winning.
2: Not if they're winning and scoring a lot of points. I'm looking for his carries last year. How many, has he ever had, would 272 yards receiving be a career high for him or no?
1: I'll tell you right now in one sec what I believe it would be.
2: Yeah, it, it, no, 278 his second year. Oh,
3: okay. So, my so that puts him like that's that's 73 yards a game. That's 73.
2: And what what did he average
3: last year? Uh 80 89. That's I'm going to look at it I'm going to look at it in totality, right? Yeah. Because I believe I believe that the run game as well as the passing game is supposed to complement each other. And if you tell me that You know, Deshaun Watson is only going to have 3,700 yards, somewhere in that area. I expect Nick Chubb to be around 1,400. He ain't got to have 1,500. 1,400 and about 12 touchdowns is about what I'm expecting for Nick Chubb. By the way, how many carries
2: did Nick Chubb average per game last year? Do you remember? Was it like 16, 17? Give me the math in one second. Because based on these statistics, he has him averaging about 15 and a
1: half Carries per, 17. 7. Well, so 40, carries. carries per game. He 17.7. Well, it's He'd be down about two fewer carries per game. 40
0: carry. Yeah. He, this has got him 40 carries less than he had last year when we heard all year long he didn't get the ball enough. Yeah. Mm. And this is
2: 40 carries. Less. I don't think he's going to carry the ball less this year because even though I think they're going to throw more I don't think Jerome Ford will get as many touches as Kareem Hunt got.
0: Uh, I think he will carry less this year. I you think, think so. I think Nick will. I th- because,
2: he's not getting three hundred carries because Ford will carry as much as Hunt, or because no, they'll just throw, throw so they're much gonna more. Throw, they're going to keep throwing
0: it. So, that, so well, that's my point.
3: If, if they it. throw the ball that much and his carries are down, them numbers from Watson got to go up.
2: Yeah, I, I would think you want closer to 5,500 yards between Watson and Chubb. Yes, Shaw. I well, agree. Well, actually, it is 5,500, including Watson's rushing yards. Right. So yes. you want close to 6,000 between the two of them. Yes. Anyway, right, Jerome,
1: Jerome Ford's up next. You guys just alluded to him. Mike Clay thinks Jerome Ford's going to be a, a pretty big part of the offense. Wow. 110 carries, 473 rushing yards, three touchdowns, 19 catches, 145 in the air, and just like Chubb, one reception touchdown.
2: I, I don't expect Jerome I Ford. I think it's high. I don't. I 110 carries. I, I don't see that. What did Nick? What did Cream on have last year? i was year? just looking for that. He had
0: 123 last year.
2: Yeah, I, I don't expect. I mean, yeah. I know. Listen, Stefanski is likes to use more than one back. He's basically he basically just ripped off
0: Cream's numbers from last year. Cream yeah. last year 123 carries, 468 yards, and three touchdowns.
3: I don't think this is that. I don't think this. This I don't think this is that bad. Um, And the reason I say is that I mean, that would be good if he did that. I just don't think he's going to get that many carries. I I don't think I think he's the reason why they just didn't bring no backs in. I think they really like him. I think they 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 feel like and I know this is blasphemous to say like, oh, he's the replacement for nah like no one's going to replace Nick Chubb. But I, I think there's a chance as he gets older that, you know, Nick Chubb's been really durable, but there's a chance he misses a game here game here or no, a game games, where he, yeah. he yeah, uh, other than under 10 yards or other. That's carries. true. I mean, if 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 Chubb missed some games,
2: then Ford would get yeah, like more. He definitely, carries. But
3: but then again, if Chubb misses the game, I think they going all out aerials. <laughs> I think they would just really five wide it up. And then we would just say we had Deshaun. Yeah. And that's, I don't we know. I think run. Jerome Ford finishes with like 80
2: carries. I, maybe I'm, yeah, maybe th- I'm way off. I think this is high. Uh, yeah. You like
3: it. You think it's I good? I like it. I like, he gonna get some third down back. Love. I, I like it on the, on the fringes.
1: Like on fringe. All right. All right. Let's move on to the receivers here. Steve. We'll start with the Mari Cooper. That is 180 in the rundown. 110 targets, 71 receptions, 959 reception yards, and seven touchdowns for wide receiver one.
2: Uh, what did he have last year? Like 1,200, right? Yes. This is tricky. I know they've, they've got more depth of talent now. I still expect his I, – I, I'd be very surprised if he's under 1,000 yards. So, I, I'm going to say angry face. The touchdown – I mean, the touchdowns – are right where I expect them to be. I, I expect them to be about 1,000, about 1,100 yards receiving. I don't know about you guys. I actually think this is pretty spot on.
0: You think it's spot on? Yeah. I mean, what's the difference in 960 and 1,000? 40 yards. Well, I
2: said 1,100.
0: That's, well, no, I know. Yeah. But, but Yeah. To me, that's close enough to 1,000. I think with all the talent that they brought in on offense and the way that I, th- I expect them to spread the ball around. I mean, what do you have? Seventy-three catches last year. This is seventy-eight tough. catches, one hundred thirty-two targets. This is so very. That's this is. I, I'm, to a, I'm gonna
3: guys. go with Jason on this one. Right. Um, I think he's around a thousand. The touchdowns is spot on to me, but just I, I here's the difficult part about projecting the passing game. A, we don't know what the passing game looks like. C, or excuse me, B, I, I, you don't know what Elijah Moore, what kind of connections these guys got. Mm-hmm. Usually, if you got a franchise quarterback. They they pretty clearly declare oh this is my guy if I'm looking for somebody I will spoon feed this guy and then there's other uh, tertiary and a couple other secondary parts that you can get the ball to I don't know who Deshaun Watson likes based on last year I don't I don't That's I didn't true. see not enough
2: sample size I
3: didn't I, he's just out there running around not <laughs> enough completions yeah, right yeah <laughs> <laughs> the completions weren't there Fair. so like I, I guess this seems kind of cool if they get a thousand and and I, so like if you got Say Amari Cooper got nine fifty, and Elijah Moore got. Well, let's see what he's got. Who's We're next?
1: getting there, G. We got uh, them all. We even got Jordan Akins in here. Don't see worry, we got them all. Jordan
2: Akins, who gives a crap about him? Right.
1: Next, DPJ, you guys just alluded to him. According to Mike Clay, seventy targets, forty-five receptions, Ooh. just shy of six hundred yards. I think and four that's right touchdowns. on the money. Ooh. I think that's on the money. So
3: you down
2: on DPJ? Yeah, I think Elijah Moore. I think he. I, I could see him ending up fourth in receptions on the Browns. I don't think that's unrealistic.
3: I think he Between can end Nijoku, up. I think he's gonna end up buying the Joku, Cooper more. and more. So that means, so, you know, you know how, you know how the Cleveland Browns elevation work. People love, he got a six, six round pick. They love DPJ. They got him as a number two receiver. This don't look like number two receiver numbers. No, I. I think you don't feel he's a number well, he's two. not a number two I receiver don't. this year. Oh, oh, I think okay. they traded
2: for Elijah Moore because they think he's a better. He's a number two receiver. receiver.
3: Okay, okay. That's how I see it. So I think these numbers are pretty accurate. Elijah you, Moore's up next. Ho- hold on, hold on. I was. I. I, been, I was just waiting for other people to step along. I like DPJ, a six round pick, but he's more of a three. Um, he's welcome to go out and, and prove me wrong, but I don't think he has enough. I don't even think he going to have enough of the, the routes to even accumulate them yards. Like he's going to be running sit downs <laughs> that could even Seven. be high. I could see him with under 500 yards. Receiving. I, I could see him with, with 40, you know, somewhere around 40 receptions. I could see it being a little longer, a little more yards, like, uh, maybe 650. But if he gets 650, that's a nice year for him. It would be.
1: All right, moving on to Elijah Moore, the guy yeah. you guys just mentioned, the guy who the Browns brought in to compete for that number two receiving job. Similar to DPJ and the projections from Mike Clay, 70 targets, 42 receptions, 578 receiving yards, three receiving touchdowns, five <laughs> carries, yeah. and 28 rushing yards. I put them all in there. Thoughts?
2: I think this is low. I, I, I think Super it's, low. I think it's in the lower end of reasonable. I'm expecting him to have like 750 yards. Can you go back? Can you go back to DBJ? He's got him with less than DBJ. He got him. He got him. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's no,
3: got him with I'm with you. DBJ.
0: You're right. That's crazy. My mind. You're
2: right. I do. I think Elijah Moore is going to be going to be better. I think he's going to have 750 to 800 yards.
3: G? I I think I think you could push all three if Watson do what he's supposed to. You might see three receivers, including in the Joku, with with somewhere around 900. Uh, it's yeah, or hundred. Eight somewhere in that, in that if it's spread, but this is way too low though. This is way too. Yeah, low. I'm with I'm with you. This is way too low. Uh,
1: All right, moving on to our next wide receiver on the list, the rookie Cedric Tillman, twenty four targets, sixteen receptions, one hundred ninety five yeah, yards. That looks about right. And one touchdown.
2: I mean, you know, he's the fifth. He's going to be the fifth or sixth option. So, I think Cedric Tillman. I think they're going to let DPJ walk after this year. Yeah. Yes. And then Cedric Tillman, yeah. DPJ and Amari Cooper could both be gone after this year, and then Cedric Tillman becomes a starter. I think he'll be a, hopefully be a more of a factor next year. Maybe David Bell as well. But for now, Cedric Tillman, I, I, I mean, I can't see him doing much more than this. The
0: one that I kind of gripe with is actually touchdowns because I think he could be a red zone package, red zone target guy. He's big. He is big and a guy who yeah. can go high point the ball. I, I think everything else probably, I think, yeah, I, I think the reception's are a little low. I think he'll have a mm. little bit more than that. I'm going to, it's close, but I'm going to disagree because I think he yeah. could have a handful more touchdowns, and I think that's the most important category on that board. I could see
3: him having three touchdowns. I oh, could I give see him anger. getting maybe two fifty three touchdowns. But he's a rookie. I don't know. He might pull the hamstring. Yeah. I mean, and d- never play. David Bell couldn't get on the field. At
0: right. all. <laughs> and if, Schwartz and has been on the field in two If years. everybody's healthy, right. he's the fourth receiver. Right. I just you know? I just think I could see him being a red zone target, red yeah, zone package that's guy. True. And a guy who could. I mean, he may have 22 catches and three touch. Three of them are touchdowns. Yeah. You know? That's true.
2: You,
0: that. you
1: mentioned David Bell. Let's see what Mike Clay thinks for the second-year receiver. Essentially the same numbers as Tillman. I think he slotted those two into the same spot. 24 targets, 16 catches, 186 receiving yards, and a touchdown. I guess
2: that's it, yeah.
1: Tough to really project. Hey, listen.
2: It's hard to,
3: I mean, even if he doesn't catch a pass, they're not that far off, so. (laughs) My goodness, these little minimoski. I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to keep saying it. Hey, David Bell, do not let Anthony Schwartz come out here and run something back, bro. Because they're going to look at you funny style. Like, they're going to look at you like, mm, you might. Do we have Schwartz projections and Marquise Goodwin?
1: We do. Uh, Marquise Goodwin was three catches for, like, 28 yards. Okay. What so are Schwartz projections at there. Dillard's? Well, don't
3: you disrespect him. You at least put him at, at, at Kaufman. You put him at Eddie Bauer. You don't put him over, uh, over at Dillard's. Don't I even got Dillard's no more, man. Like, I, I got not Oh, you think they got Coffman? Coffman's <laughs> <laughs> been around in
2: 20 years. Sears robot. Speaking of which, I was le- listening to one of my favorite comedians now, Nate Barghazi. Has anybody listening to him? I'm, uh, I'm quasi-familiar. you got to check his stand-up. He's, like, really dry sense of humor. He's, he's from the South, but he doesn't do, like, the typical Southern humor. And I don't usually like Southern comics, but he's really good. And he was doing – I was listening on the radio, and he was doing this bit today about uh, – about like how nobody goes to Kmart. And even when you go into a Kmart, you it always looks like it's about to close. Yeah, even though it's open facts. 24
3: hours. It's, fat. it's super fat. Yeah. Like,
2: hey, you ain't lying. And he was like, I walked up to this guy and I was like, can you tell me where the razors are? And then the guy looked at me and said, well, I don't work here. And he goes, I realized I was judging him because he, looked
3: like, he had a face that looked like a Kmart employee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like that's, a, you go to Mark's. Like, bro, oh, yeah. there ain't no rhyme or reason why you have salami in the middle of the floor, but then it'll be like it'll be like bed sheets. You're like, why is the sheets in the salami in the same at area. the same area? And they'd be like, well, this is this marks. You got it. It's like a rummage sale. Yeah. You just get it. And you can barter. You can be like, I, I, you know what? I saw this tool set over here. I'll give you five bucks for
1: it. <laughs> we got two more All that right, we're going to bring on G's former high school teammate, yeah. Antonio Hall, who's sitting in the queue laughing at you right now. Right. So we'll bring him in in one sec, but first, the two tight ends, David Njoku up first, 70 targets, 51 receptions, 566 <laughs> receiving yards, and five touchdowns. I think he's
2: going to do better, but I think this is within reason. I mean, the touchdowns, you know, I, I'm expecting like 650, 700 yards for David Njoku this year. I think it's close enough.
3: I think he'll be a little better than this, but around these numbers. You already know it. You, you know, last year, I had to. I got to double down on my on, on what I said, David and Joku. I've been projecting you for the last three and a half years. Yeah. To get into that Kittle Kelsey. Area. I hope so because I got him on my Dynasty League football team now. So. so now even more. <laughs> I need you. Let's go. To bust out. Your first thousand yard season Ooh, as a tight end—that's a lot to ask, right? Hey, there. listen, I know. Listen, actually, to be truthful, this is a wish upon a star. Yeah, it's probably not even going to happen. But I got to double down. David and Joku, one thousand fifty. Oh, wow! One thousand,
0: Jason. I told you by <laughs> September. <laughs> By September, G's going to have Deshaun
3: what? with 7,000 passing yards, yes. 4,000 yard receivers. See, see We <laughs> a, we asked ourselves, where is the missing 500 yards coming from Deshaun's stats? I waited to now to get yep. that to you. That's and when you find out that David Njoku had those 500 and touchdowns, I got it. if David Njoku
2: has 1,000 yards, the Browns having a hell of a season. 1,000.
3: Thousand, thousand, thousand fifty
1: and about nine touchdowns. Uh, now right, we got
2: one more with this slappy tight end. Have,
1: we have one more. He was Deshaun's go to red zone target in Houston, so he threw him on here. Oh. Jordan Akins, ten <laughs> <laughs> catches, 117 yards, and one reception touchdown. How did this guy make the edit? Jordan Akins. <laughs> They put Jordan Aikens in the edit. Like, I think that's too high. <laughs> that's too high. You don't even this guy? I'm going too low. He's going he's to score four times this year. Hey, I got to
3: disrespect him about to put it an imaginary D in his name. I'm going to just calling you imaginary hey, Jordan Aikens. Yeah. I can't What's say Akins. <laughs> Jordan Aikens. The Texans had nobody.
2: They had one receiver, they had no running backs. The Browns got way more talent at the skill positions than the Texans did. He throwing a friggin' Jordan Aikens. They better not. Deshaun. Listen to me, my friend. Don't be wasting no touchdowns to Jordan Aikens. I need those to David the Joker fantasy <laughs> touchdowns. If David the Joker loses touchdowns in fantasy I'm to Jordan freaking Aikens, I'm going to be pissed off. We don't don't like mess that. around with me.
1: And with we, we, that PSA, let us do an ad read and bring in our next guest. If you guys or ever in the great city of Canton, you can check out the High School Football Hall of Fame now and some USFL action. It is family-friendly fun. Boogie Roberts and the Pittsburgh Maulers are in Canton for the next four home games. We and they worked down. out at McKinley
2: High School. Yeah. They did.
1: They do work out at McKinley High School, which we have to address with G. But Boogie, uh, home for the next four weeks. we got to make it down to a game. Check him out at USFL.com. $10 for tickets. Family-friendly fun for everybody. And with that, Antonio Hall. How you doing, sir?
4: I'm great. How are you?
1: We're doing good. Gee, yeah, you got any stories. Did you just want to break the ice here? Listen,
3: listen, man. Listen, first of all, I told you I was wearing this joint immediately. I came down. It looks fir- good on you, baby. First thing I came, I said, where's the gear at? And I didn't even say <laughs> nothing. I just said, where's the gear? My joint is old. I need like and give me a visor. I just tape it on my glasses. Well, wait a second. You said that when you guys first met, he was the big guy. You were the big guy on
2: one side of the town. He was the big guy on the other side of town. And then you played baseball first. Yeah. And
3: then you played basketball. So who got the the better end in those two sports when you guys played? So in baseball, he played for the team called the Tigers. I played for the Royals. I believe that we beat the Tigers in the championship, right? Not the championship, but it was the playoffs. Then, right? you got you guys won your side of town. We won our side of town. Y'all beat
4: us by I think one um, in the playoff game.
3: And in basketball, he played for Crenshaw. I played for Layman. Now we got smoked. I, I played with a bunch of guys that look like <laughs> you and Jason. He had what are you all. Saying, they're white. Yeah. He had, <laughs> he had Earl. He had all. But Earl had, can't play basketball. But but you get what I'm saying. He had all the brothers, man. He, shout out to my. Hey, a <laughs> uh, rest in peace. They had. You were the it. only black guy on the team. Oh, uh, me and Mikey. Mikey Benison was the only was on. I mean, Mike. Guy. Listen, and behind the scenes, Mike is white. <laughs> Earl is black, and Mike is much better at basketball. Bro, listen. But at that time, <laughs> at that time, they was trapping us and stuff they was trapping us and our dudes they yeah. were, and they was playing they hood were ball with us they oh, was yeah. they was hitting them with forearms. yeah those and white and guys can't handle that it, it, was, it was messed up y- y'all Their don't rims. really get good to high school then y'all hit threes and y'all get all the calls <laughs> <laughs> you don't, so you got your ass kicked is what we got smoked in yeah. basketball then we then we played on the same <laughs> basketball team right and so i used to we just talked about it there like i used yep. to like i used to eat like in the um bathroom and our coach at the time was like, yeah. look, we had a certain amount of time to be on the court, but I would go to the bathroom and eat snacks out the <laughs> vending machine. And so <laughs> so the coach comes in the bathroom. <laughs> so the coach- I can appreciate that as a fellow fat guy, I can appreciate and snacks so, in the bathroom. Man, Uh, so Antonio would be so mad, bro. He'd be like, Why is you in the bathroom again? We used to have to do tip drill. Was he mad that you were eating in the bathroom or that you weren't sharing? No, he was mad because (laughs) I was late on the joint and we had to run. And they was like, I caught, I caught, our our coach Les had a high pitched voice. He said, I caught, I caught Bush in the bathroom (laughs) eating some Doritos. (laughs) (laughs) Tip drill. (laughs) Tip drill. Everybody tip drill. I said, so we lined up before we do it. And they'd be like, man, G. Bush, why don't you just eat that on the bus? I'm like, bro, I got hungry. Look, bro. (laughs)
2: Is this all true? Is this
3: an accurate, accurate, Antonio? These are all facts. These are all facts. Oh, my God. All facts. That is so funny. But, but, you know, Antonio, we played on the same high school team. We went to – he went to Kentucky. I went to OU. And then, you know, it's crazy because a couple of years ago, I think it's just your fourth year out there, right? Or is your fifth well,
4: year? Yeah, going to my fourth year as the AD, going to third year as the head coach.
3: So yeah. he, he he's the assistant, uh, you know, the AD, you know, saying he's the head coach of the, uh, of the football team. So now it's crazy because I'll be just walking in. And before I'm I, like, I'm like, oh, you got all the keys. I'll be like, what's behind that door <laughs> open. You got keys to that too? Like, I just be going all <laughs> around. So Shout out to him, but but the great thing about it is, um, you know, they got this thing called the, the High School Hall of Fame. And, you know, I'll let you get into more of it, but I thought it was great because it's not only like the National Hall of Fame, but it also definitely highlights administrators. It highlights teams. It highlights individuals and coaches. So it's just not, hey, you put up a bunch of numbers and you get in the Hall of Fame. It's about the impact that you had. Um, and, and Antonio, how did you, you know, you, you, linked up with a couple of guys. We met, I met Dave yesterday and Lamont, I, Lamont, um, had wrote something as well. How did this all come together and what was your thought process in doing this?
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, Lamont
3: patented
4: it, uh, I believe back in 2010 and he had to talk to eight, 10 cities, uh, throughout the country about bringing it there. But he kept circling back to Canton for obvious reasons. Um, We have the the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Now we have the NHBCU Black College Football Hall of Fame. Um, And there's just more and more things that revolve around football. Being hey, brought to can. Hey, and and Antonio, could, so could, you, could, you, could you log not only out? Not with the history of pro in, football being here, but delayed. with Kevin Kinley and Matthews
2: here. Yeah, we got a bad connection,
1: so we'll, we're going to get him to hop back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he sounded fine at first, here. and then obviously, yeah, we I got don't a know what connection. happened there. We're going to have him hop back in. We're trying to I'll, work I'll through it, so we'll, we'll get back to it. Sec.
2: So he's been coaching at Euro High School for three years. Were you guys the same year in school? Yeah.
3: So, so we same year in school. Um, so we graduated in two thousand. Um, Mike Doss graduated a year prior to us. So, um, you know, the crazy thing is, you know, when I went down to the to the Hall of Fame Village, I heard Boogie on talking about the USFL practicing there. Right, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I went and me and Earl while we are down there, I'm like, man, how is they practicing down there? And then I walked into the facilities and was like, oh, yeah, this is definitely, this ain't taxpayer money, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> this is all, this is all like NFL, like they got an indoor facility, there's a Ferris wheel, it's a bunch of stuff. And we walked into the lo- locker room and walked into the weight room, and we was like, uh... Hey, who is these dudes? I, I was looking around like hey bro hey tone where you get to, where you get these cats from he was like, oh, no, they're made main, uh, the main high school dudes. Them is USFL cats. I yeah. said, how the heck you lose the master? If you got dudes like that, I'm like, this dude got tattoo on his necks. I'm like, he look real. That dude look like he, he's a real dude, bro. I'm like, this cat is crazy. But the USFL be practicing down there. So it's a, it's a beautiful facility. Um, and it's just crazy how, how how it looks as far as night and day from where I came up. It's, it's crazy. It's amazing now, like with high school football, these kids are practicing year-round now. Oh. Right? I mean, all summer long. You you can't. Back in the day, I remember I had a job. Like, we was having, like, regular jobs and summer jobs and different yeah. things like that. It ain't like that no more. These dudes would be yeah. out there working out. they do seven-on-seven. Seven. You know, camps now are almost like the – I think camps are like auditions. Like when you go to camps before it was like, Hey, let me just get out of town and like, no, now these kids go to camps and they looking to try to get scholarships yeah. and get placed different places. Yeah. So that's a really big, we big got part Antonio of it. Back.
1: Let's try to bring them back on coach. Sorry about that. A system glitch on our end. Nothing on yours. Uh, appreciate the patience, but you were saying you were worried. Worried about bringing the hall of fame to Canton.
4: Yeah. We just, you know, with every conversation that we had, it just made sense to bring it, to Canton, Ohio, and I I talked to some people in the city, talked to a couple other people um, who could make that happen. Everybody was on board. Um, The school district was very happy to temporarily host it while we find a permanent home for it, and so it seems like everything just aligned at the right time, and we pulled the trigger.
2: Antonio, it seems like, I mean, high school football, uh, how do you find out, like, other parts of the country it must take so much work to find out who's deserving. You know, it's not like professional football or even college, where you can get everything online. With high school, especially in small schools throughout, the, if it's a whole national hall, hall of fame, like how much work is it to find out who belongs in there?
4: It's a lot of work. It, it honestly is, and it's it's a lot of networking. Um, it's a lot of just pulling on the resources that you do. You have State High School Football Hall of Fame. Um, and so we're able to try to pull from that. And also just with with networks like my coach, Tom McDaniels, um, who knows everybody and knows of everybody. And um, j- just just talking to the resources that we have, being able to utilize the internet when we can, and also pull on some of those resources that are, that are local and a lot of places are regional. We just piece this thing together.
3: Uh, your first class is, is pretty much an important one because it, it really sets the standard for what you're looking for for somebody to be in a high school, National High School Hall of Fame. Um, give me a couple of the highlighted members that you're going to inaugurate and uh, inducted to the Hall of Fame as part of your first class.
4: Well, it's very exciting, you know, ha- having Bernie Kosar be a part of this. I mean, obviously, he's he, he's a celebrity in his own right from his college days to his NFL days and him being a, a perennial Cleveland Brown, Northeast Ohio guy, you know, this is coming to Canton. So, you know, having a guy like Bernie um, is a very big deal. Guys like Mike Doss, who's pretty much in every Football Hall of Fame, um, you know, this, this guy's one of the greatest safeties of all time. And, you know, the fact that me and you played with him, um, that's a big deal. The, the entire Manning family, I mean, you got all, all four Mannings, Archie and the boys. That's huge. And um, just having them be a part of it, uh, it brings a lot of relevance for us to the table. Um, and so that's very exciting. Uh, Marcus Dupree, you know, we all saw started 30 for 30 and knew, knew how big a name he was coming out of high school. Um, so those are, those are a few of the headliners. Those are a few of the guys, a few of the names that people know. Um, and, and it's very exciting that, that we can build the class around him.
2: Antonio, I'm curious, in terms of – we were just talking about, about this briefly when, when we lost you there for a sec. The commitment that kids have to have for high school football, I mean, it's more than any other sport. I mean, they, they're, mm-hmm. I, I, My buddy, uh, his, his son plays offensive line, at I, I can't remember the name of the school, but it's in Pennsylvania where obviously they take football very seriously like we do here in Ohio. And he's like, "Yeah, kid can't even work a summer job because he's like doing three a days, or or what I mean, like that." I, I didn't realize it was that much. I mean, this is some serious commitment for kids to play high school football, right? It
4: definitely is. Um, but you know, we also try to find that silver lining so that our kids can still have somewhat of a life outside of football. And so, while we do go year-round, um, we we do try to specifically window time so that you know kids get development but they also have a chance to be a kid as well i'm a very big proponent on mental health i'm a very big proponent on you know kids having an outlet and a release outside of athletics because they put so much pressure on themselves to compete and so while i do want them here while i do want tabs on them i also want them want them to have time to let their hair down and be a kid as well
0: antonio what's your best g bush story oh <laughs>
4: Let's see, best bad. G Bush story that I could tell publicly. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget. It was um, ah, I think it was our was our sophomore year. G Bush that you was on kickoff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Garrett was about six foot four, about two hundred and fifty five, two hundred and sixty pounds, and he was on our kickoff team. And, and I remember – I forget which game it was. It was probably week three or four. It was one of the early games. And I just saw, like, people cowering, like, just to, would not get in his way. Like, Garrett literally looked like he was uh, Marion Motley or somebody out there running down on kickoff. Uh, I, I Like, literally, you, you saw you saw the, the team petrified trying to block Garrett on kickoff.
3: Man, that that year – uh, so we forgot to tell him, like, so me and Antonio used to be in choir together.
1: And so yeah,
3: Antonio, yeah, show choir. We had dancing and everything. We so he he recruited me, right? He recruited me. And the only reason that I got in there is because I wanted to go to prom with this girl named Colette Sims. And so Tone was like, bro, I'm not hooking you up with her unless she join choir. <laughs> <laughs> was she in choir? Yeah, she was in choir, right? Okay. And then I got right. in, and I didn't even get to dance with her Like while we was doing. They put me down. I was like, bro, I came here. Tone, you got to talk to the choir director because like, I'm not <laughs> dancing with her. This is crazy. So, yeah, that was. Wait, that was. did you ever ask her out? Oh, yeah, she went to homecoming with me, yeah. Yeah well, we, done. yeah, well done. well done. Yeah. More importantly, well, I don't know. You could sing. You got to sing now, man. You you you, you, you can you sing and pay, dance. You You got to pay for that. Like. <laughs> that's the overtime <laughs> that's segment. That's the today. overtime segment.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: So, it, what was that?
2: Like? Give give. A, I mean, we've talked about it with G. Bush a lot about winning that championship. But what like when you <laughs> what are your what are your what's the first thing that comes to mind memories wise of being a, a, a champion that year?
4: Man, just. Truly, how player led we were. The the tremendous leadership that we had with that that '98 class. I mean '97, but they graduated in '98. Um, I mean, I, I remember us us beating Maslin by by double digits, and the captains and seniors calling the team meeting right after the game, and expressing how disappointed they were because we should have beat them worse Good. than that. And, and, if you know, if for us to win the championship, we're going to have to play a lot better than we did. And so, you know, I've, I've been a part of a lot of McKinley-Maslin games and just the elation that you have after beating the other guy. But that year was just different. Like, good wasn't good enough. And we just held each other to a, a, a different standard that I haven't seen, haven't seen prior. Um, and I think that's what made that team so special.
3: Well, you know, they go out. They asked me about the Maslin record. They tell you, they, as soon as I came in, oh, told yeah. them they said, yeah, Boogie said they got the, the countdown right up because Boogie, he plays you for the USFL. He said, yeah, they got the countdown to beating a rival or whatever. They said they ain't beat him since 16. Like, what? Yeah. what is that like to be a player and, and for you as a player to understand, like, to have two state championships and never like remember losing a Maslin, and how difficult that is. That now as a coach, because like you bear you bear those things too. Like is that something that keeps you up? Is that something that burns you um, when you go to sleep? How does that? How do you feel about that?
4: Oh man, it's it, it's definitely a, a constant motivation. Um, you, you you know how tiresome this job can be. How much you know this this can pull on you. But with that at the forefront of your mind, um, it's definitely new motivation every day. I mean, I even got Maslin as my screensaver on my cell phone, so it's a constant reminder of what I got to do every day. Um, and so it's very serious, it's very real, and um, we we plan on turning the tides this year.
3: Uh, yeah. Before we let you go, let everybody know when the, when the inauguration will be, when the first class goes in. Um, and and what to expect, uh, you know, moving forward from the uh, National High School Hall of Fame.
4: Definitely. So uh, the first ceremony is going to be July 30th. This July, Um, it's going to be at the Timken campus, which is downtown. It's Camp McKinley, but it's the Timken campus. Um, And from there, we plan on having some regional seven on seven tournaments that will lead into a national tournament here in Canton, Ohio. Uh, We plan on having... Um, National Team of the Year, National Coach of the Year, Offensive and Defensive Player of the Year under the National High School Football Hall of Fame. So definitely want to be involved with regional communities. We definitely want to be involved um, with with growing the brand of football, um, growing the sport itself. I mean, a lot of people with was come out with the CTE and and, uh, and other data are, are kind of leery with football now. So just Getting football out to people, making sure that parents know it's safe, that we're coaching it the right way. Um, we're doing it the right way. There's new technology so we can get the numbers back up and really propel this sport.
2: Thanks, Antonio. Appreciate you taking the time, man. Best of luck with the Hall of Fame appreciate and you. with your season this year.
1: Thank you, sir. Appreciate
2: it. All right. You
3: got it. Go Bulldogs. There you go. Big
2: go year. Yes, sir. Big year. Mikey, what do you got for us?
1: Awesome. No, we appreciate Antonio for taking some time out of his day to do that. And, gee. Anytime we get to hear stories from your former teammates about the uh, the chaos you caused in high school is always a good time. And I just want to yes. point out a few chat comments here for our PCC Airfoils read of the day. If you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, well, PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. Uh, G, everyone's roasting you for the Dorito story. <laughs> Gus <laughs> Johnson nasty. says, uh, Maine's on that Burger King Wi-Fi talking about Antonio to start. Uh, Roberto El Presidente says, G. Bush has to sing a PCC jingle at some point, which I do think that mm, may have to happen. A little you and uh, Eddie collab coming. And Gus Johnson says, G. Bush looks nervous as hell. They ain't rehearsed this part of the show yet. So,
3: What part of the show? I don't know. Oh. All right. Probably the give me your best G-Bush story. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, 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 that is. No, there's a there's a bunch of G-Bush stories. He had to really think hard for that cuz there's like to do a clean one. Yeah, you got to do clean ones, bro. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can't have like A you
1: know. hey, prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.